One of the greatest Christmas presents I've ever gotten was my dad buying tickets for me and my brother, and of course himself, uh, to go see Tracy McGrady take on LeBron James, the Orlando Magic versus the Cleveland Cavaliers on Christmas Day. Awesome present. Awesome game. Lots of talent. And you could tell from the very beginning that LeBron James is going to go and have a great career and be one of the greats. I bring that up because more and more we're seeing these situations of these kids and these teenagers and probably even some adults that make the effort to spend all the money to go to these games to watch these stars from other teams only for those players to not be playing because they didn't deem the game important enough because of load management, because of a small random injury and illness that suddenly popped up. But we're seeing a lot more of the load management scenario because they're resting these players for the playoff run. And these current expanded playoffs, it's pretty much 20 out of 30 teams is going to be in a playoff situation. Whether it be they're in the playoffs or there's a play-in tournament to compete in in order to nab one of the final spots to eventually lose in the first round because uh, the disparity of talent (laughs) is something else. Uh, Yeah, that's a separate subject. Point is, 20 out of 30 teams will be in a situation in which they can enter the postseason where there's more money, more jersey sales, more TV availability, just more of that stuff. And it's a three-month-long tournament. The playoffs are three months long. So... We have more and more of these medical experts, these doctors, these team fitness gurus, all these folks pretty much whispering into the ears of the owners and the coaches of said teams, me like, hey, maybe skip this game. Maybe don't do back-to-backs for this star. Maybe, you know, maybe you skip a couple games, give up a couple games. It's a long season, 82 games. You can lose a couple times. Nobody's trying to break the record. I really wish the Warriors had won the finals on the year that they went 73-9 and because <laughs> that loss to the Cavs was proof that it doesn't matter how far high you go up there on the regular season, the playoffs are what's most important, and since it's been three months, anything could happen, and surely enough, the Warriors blew that 3-1 to lead. And it deemed that regular season pretty much useless. There was no point in pursuing that record. There was no point in putting all that extra pressure on yourself. I want to say, because I want to say that was the beginning of the trend of the load management. Not even so. Like, there were little hints of it during the Spurs, during their final years when Popovich infamously sent all his stars back to San Antonio instead of having them play the Heat on a, you know, on a highly anticipated matchup for TV. I think it was going to be on TNT. And ultimately, the NBA got upset and fined Popovich a good $500,000. Something like that. It was was a hefty fine. But I want to say the load management thing started when the Warriors could not complete the job after breaking the record for best regular season of all time. It deemed the regular season useless. But either way, regardless of what the source is, regardless of how it started, we have a problem. We have a talent 
availability problem. We have a load management situation. And like I said, I bring up that Christmas game because how disappointing would it have been if LeBron James has decided to sit out? All right, let me rephrase it. How disappointing would it have been if the coaches and management wanted LeBron James to sit it out because it was too early in the season, the game didn't have that much value at the time? And so on Christmas Day, I would have seen Tracy McGrady against some, you know, bench scrub who's trying to get his minutes and trying to prove himself in the absence of the star of the team. Um, We have a problem. We have a huge problem. Uh, I don't see this happening as extensively in other sports because in Major League Baseball, they don't play all 162, but they'll play a grand percentage of it. And in baseball, you have many, many, many opportunities to see these players. And the load management thing doesn't happen anywhere near as much in baseball. The NFL, every single game is super important, so they wouldn't dare sit out any players. As a matter of fact, the NFL players, I think, play way too many games. Uh, They hinted at an 18-game season, and they had this idea where the max amount of games you can play is 16 games. And I think that's a really good idea because it gives a chance for second and third tier players to play a couple games and show their, you know, show their worth. And the talent level in the NFL is the strongest it's ever been. We have, you know, rookie quarterbacks suddenly taking the 49ers one step closer to the Super Bowl. We got second-tier quarterbacks winning some games against veterans. Um, it's a lot of talent, and I think more displays of talent would be good for the NFL. But we're talking about the NBA. We have a load management problem. This is unacceptable. We have way too many stars sitting out way too many games because they don't deem the regular season as that important. They don't deem certain matchups as you know important. But it matters to these fans that pay so much money to watch these stars. It matters to the person in, you know, it matters to the kid living in Charlotte to watch like LeBron James, you know, play in his, in his hometown. It matters to these, you know, to these kids. It matters to these NBA fans in these scattered parts of the country to watch these games. They saved their money for it. They invested time for it. And they deserve for these stars to play. And it doesn't even have to be like 35 to 40 minutes. It can be like 15 to 20 minutes. But just show up. Just show up and play. And I know it's... (laughs) The older I get, the harder it is for me to belittle and complain about athletes that risk their body and soul and mind out there on the, you know, on the court, on the field, season after season, year after year. It, it's weird for me to criticize them for that, but, like, you're getting paid millions of dollars to play the game that you love, and the very least you can do is show up to as many games as possible. I'm not saying show up injured. If you have a broken leg, don't play. But if you can play, just play play every game show up for the fans show up for the fans in other parts of the country come on now like show up for the kid in Toronto like show up for the kid in Charlotte and in Atlanta especially if their team is crappy because if they're not going to watch it for their team they're probably watching it for you 
Like Kevin Durant, like Kevin Durant, like you are the star of the game. If you're like the, you know, um, what's one of the crappy teams? <laughs> wow, who is who is being crappy this season? I kind of forget. Like like the Houston Rockets, right? If you're a Houston Rockets fan, you're not showing up to watch the Rockets. But if the Nets come into town, you're gonna watch it for Durant. So what? So what happens after you save all your money and you go to the game and Durant just isn't gonna show up or Kyrie Irving isn't gonna show up? It just feels like it just feels like you're cheated out of that money. And it's more dumb because there's all there's all that price fixing that happens in these sports in which like some games are more expensive than others depending on the opponent. Am I going to get that money back if the stars don't play? Because I'm not. This isn't this isn't upper tier content that I paid for. I'm watching the second string team play. I'm not watching the stars. Do I get some of that money back? Because you charged me more because it's that team. You charged me more because it's the Nets or the Lakers or the Bucks. The solution is <laughs> very simple. I don't think the NBA is very interested in providing said solution. And that is you have to increase the value of the regular season. And the only way to do that is by diminishing the amount of available space to enter the playoffs. Part of the reason why the Premier League over in the UK does so well is because they don't technically have a playoff to determine the champion. The regular season is your playoff. You play you play everybody that's in the Premier League twice. I want to say twice a season. So 38 games. And whoever has the best record, whoever has the most points, whoever has the best like goal differential, that is the champion right there. So every single game is important. Every single one. You cannot skip one or two games. And yes, if your team happens to be in a couple of the tournaments that happen throughout the year, there's a chance that maybe one of your star players isn't going to play one or two max. But you're not going to skip entire stretches of the season because you cannot afford to lose like three or four games in a row and just be like, all right, well, you know, we'll make up for it. No, you don't have that many chances. And as I've said, goal differential is another is another determining factor so you can have the same record as another team but if your stars didn't show up to score all them goals then the other then the other team is going to be the one holding the trophy not you the nba has 20 out of their 30 teams entering the a playoff situation and i think we have to lower like if we want these stars to show up to these regular season games then we're going to have to need to we're going to have to increase the value of those games. So in other words, maybe instead of 20 out of 30, it should only be 8 out of 30 that can enter the playoffs. Now, now you're not going to skip that game in Charlotte or in Toronto and San Antonio or in Atlanta because you need every single win imaginable because there's such few slots. That would be my situ- that'd be my solution you'd lower the playoffs. You get rid of the first two rounds because there are very 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 few surprises in the first two rounds of the NBA anymore. It just you just don't really see that as much. It happened in the bubble year, but I almost don't even want to count the bubble year when 
discussing these situations because the bubble was a completely different creature. If it weren't for that three, four-month layover, that resting period, the Lakers don't win the championship. That, that time between the season being canceled and the bubble games was the best thing that happened to the Lakers because of injuries and because LeBron, you know, because of his age. But I, it's it's disappointing to see these players making millions of dollars and just being allowed to skip work, being allowed to skip these games. And we don't need that. We don't need that. We have all these advanced medical studies. We have all, all the advancements in surgeries and healing injuries. They should be showing up on the court as much as possible load management thing if you do it for a game or two throughout the year I get it it's a long season fine but to do it as much as what the stars have been doing this season it's unacceptable it is unacceptable and I know that ESPN and Disney has this very special relationship with the NBA and that's why they hype it up as much as they can and that's why they claim hey you know this is the fastest growing league this is the biggest league in the planet the most popular league no it's not really not really it's not it cannot get better under these situations you're gonna lose fans you're going to constantly lose fans if you have these players constantly skipping out on these games this is really secretly a reason why kind of like the central part of the united states doesn't really invest or enjoy the nba as much because as we know most of those cities are not cities that are you know, they're not cities that are considered good good places to play in by the NBA stars that we have today. They don't normally sign contracts for these cities. And so, therefore, it's hard for the Utah Jazz and the Minnesota Timberwolves to find a star. And it makes it that much more frustrating when you can't even land the stars from the other team to play in your city. You lose fans that way. You really do. Um, I, one of my favorite memories was watching that game. One of my favorite sports memories was watching that game. It was such a joy. And the goal is to provide this type of joy to as many people as possible, whether it be a chi- young child, a preteen, a teenager, a young adult, someone who's gone, you know, in college. That's the, that is the beauty of sports. It provides these wonderful memories. But if the stars aren't showing up, if they don't deem your city important enough, that's heartbreaking. And it's happening too much. It's happening way too often. And the NBA really got to do something. The league cannot get better until it fixes that load management problem. Until it starts forcing these players starts forcing their hand and starts reminding them that, hey, you know, we're paying you really good money to play for these few months, to play for these kids, to play for these fans. We, it's a huge problem. I plan on exploring this a little bit further in like these longer podcasts, but I felt like this is something that I wanted to point out in the beginning before I do that. 
it's 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 a problem. It is an NBA centric problem. It happens in all the sports. I'm not gonna pretend like it doesn't happen everywhere, but it's more jarring in the NBA. And part of it's because of the way the regular season set up, and another part of it is because the there's an entitlement that's happening among the players in the NBA that's a little bit ickier <laughs> than the other athletes that you'll find on the other sports. Like the culture of the NBA has changed so much that it that it allows significantly more individuality, but it's also giving it a player empowerment that's reached a level in which it is affecting the product itself. And it's a tough line to play with. It is a t- it's a tough balance. It is going to be difficult to find a solution that makes everybody happy, but a solution must be explored. We can't keep having this. We can't keep seeing these nationally televised games of like the Suns and the Mavericks and then Booker's not playing, Chris Paul's not playing. Luca tweaks an ankle. All right, send him out for the rest of the game. We're not going to risk it. You just, you just can't have this. This, this is dumb. I watch the NBA primarily because my family, like my dad and my brother, they're super huge fans. So I watch it more to that that way I can that way I have something to talk about with them. That way I can converse with them about, you know, the Orlando Magic and their death of talent. Like we have a super talented team this season and I don't think ownership still wants to compete. That's a separate subject. But I primarily watch the NBA for that reason. I used to be a bigger fan before, but there's been a lot of a lot of things that have happened between that LeBron James versus Tracy McGrady matchup and today. There's been a lot of things that have happened between that's kind of diminished my love for that sport, for that league. I'm much more a baseball person, as you all know that, forever and always. But I watch, and I hear their frustrations about it too, and I've seen these frustrations for myself. And I really hope the NBA finds a solution. Hope you're all doing well. Take care. And speaking of which, it's almost baseball season. Let's go Rays. Let's go.